Wow. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. We meet again. <laughs> How's it going, Christian? The difference is this week, I'm going to have the way better takes. But, Interesting. So are yeah. you admitting last week I had the better ones? No, see, <laughs> I had the better ones then too. I don't think so. Hmm. How the Seahawks do? All right. <laughs> do we have a do we have an intro yet? Do we do yeah, intro? I thought you I thought you had one. Well, I think we need some feedback from our award winning fans on yeah, a true. on a podcast name. Yeah, we do. All of our faithful listeners, um yeah, shoot us some uh, podcast names. You know, it's like we're not asking a lot. We just want something that encompasses both our personality and our geniusness along with gives just enough insight into what the show brings without giving too much away, along with being incredibly creative and somewhat punny. So not that hard of a task. Yeah, pretty easy. Um, so, but we're today we're going to be recap the wild card games. Uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to introduce a couple new segments. We're going to talk about uh, college football championship game. Uh, Kyler Murray to the draft, maybe. Uh, new coaches across the NFL, coaching carousel, and then the divisional round games. Sounds and, like a packed uh, show. I got, I got a good bet coming. What, what kind of bet? We'll get to it. Oh, okay. All right, cue music. Ready? Go. And on a rock. Down to electric cabin. You knew. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to pardon my about? take. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. What did you say? <laughs> I said, welcome to pardon my take, because that's their intro song. Oh. <laughs> All right. Where are we starting? We're starting with wild card games as of last weekend. Man, was that a great weekend of football? It was a, an emotional roller coaster, wasn't it? Dude, I enjoyed every single game. I know. So, explain Even to the Texans. Explain to the to the fans your your parlay because you were on a pretty hot streak there. Well, I said it on the pod last week. I was doing the money line parlay. Started with Colts Texans. Colts took them to the shredder. Yeah, they did. Seattle Cowboys. Everyone knew the Cowboys was going to win that game. Oh, um, did we now? <laughs> so, oh my god! Cowboys won. Uh, and then it came down to Bears Eagles. I had a uh, Bears money line. Should have hedged it with the Eagles money line. Did not. And uh, yeah. You think Warren Buffett would have hedged? Definitely. Cody yeah, Parkey. Said or, and, and I said on the podcast, I said, who screws me in this bet? And I said, Nick Foles does. And he goes down the field. They had 10 points up to that point in the game. And he goes down and scores a touchdown. Golly. And double double doink is what they're calling it. Yeah, the double doink. Double doink. <laughs> and, okay, and I feel bad for the kid though. In his defense, it did seem to be tipped. It was tipped, but you ever, still feel bad ever so him, ever so slightly. Uh, there has been some criticism that the guy who tipped it is actually only six foot tall and two inches. Interesting. So like maybe just kick it a little higher. I mean, I don't know. I just you feel are bad in the NFL, the kid, though. You know, it's like. Obviously, he was Dude, trying to make it. At the, it's your job. You don't that feel is, bad for him at all? No. Do, would I feel bad for a heart surgeon botching a surgery? Yeah, you would. No. You should. Not really. 
It's his job. Yeah, he trained obviously for he's not, years he's, and years to do that. Yeah, but you should do it successfully, even if like to do even if the stakes are high. Maybe no, maybe that's the problem. Maybe he didn't want it. Maybe he just didn't want it enough. I don't know. It, I respect the, the problem. Kid. He pointed up after the kick and in the locker room. He he seemed pretty upset. Um, his teammates suck up for him too, which is like shows me that he's probably a pretty good teammate, pretty good dude. I feel bad for the kid. Everyone on the Eagles, he used to be the Eagles kicker too. And everyone on the Eagles said they felt bad for Cody Parkey because they like him. But uh, they obviously wanted him to miss it. All right. So since we're on the topic, I'll tell you my awesome stat that I had saved for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. Cody Parkey is the third highest paid kicker in the NFL. And he hit the crossbar 11 times this year. He, the only two kickers that make more money than him are Justin Tucker, who might be the greatest kicker ever. And Adam and Terry. And no, the guy for the Patriots, Goskowski. Oh, I always get his name. Yeah. I yeah, always yeah, get his name Steven wrong. Uh, yeah. And Cody Parkey is the third highest. He's going to get paid two and a half million dollars next year. So yeah, I don't feel bad for that. I don't know, dude. Obviously he, he wanted to the, make it. Like he made the well, first. If Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy should have got closer. Like they, they blew, they blew. Okay, I, I first. did hear that, but even still, like Cody Parkey has hit the post from like twenty three. Dude, this obviously, season, I think. dude, kicking this year so was get, so kicking bad. Kicking it though. from the thirty is never so bad. Okay, if I'm if I'm paying a kicker two and a half million dollars, like you better be fifteen for seventeen on field goals on the year. I better get like in the eighty-five and above percentage range, maybe even ninety. Like I don't know what Justin Tucker, but like Justin Tucker kicks sixty-three yarders and like wins games and is is cool under pressure. You know who does? You know who makes Brett Maher, who had a argue. I mean, anyone would say he had a better season than Cody Parkey. Makes four hundred eighty thousand dollars. Well, yeah, because he was unproven. This is Cody Parker's second team. He already had a really good run with the Eagles. What was proven about him? He was a good kicker for the Eagles. I thought he played for the Dolphins. No, he played for the Eagles, dog. Shit. Well, their fucking Elliott kid is better than him, and I don't know what. Let's look at what Jake Elliott makes. Well, ask our producer. Jake Elliott makes $465,000 a year. We need to come up with a, a fake uh, alter ego for our producer whenever one of us has to look up a stat. Uh, yeah, and then – okay, I see. Okay, so, like, it'll be just one of us and, like, we'll – Yeah, and we'll, we'll just we'll use an, we'll use an name. Like, someone who always disappears in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I could have, like, a British accent and I'll be, like, the Like, producer. we can call it Andy Reid, you know, or Andy. Andy, look up that stat because he always disappears in the playoffs. <laughs> wow, we know who you're taking this week. <laughs> God, spoiler alert. All right, but seriously, Cody Parkey, come on. He did two and a half dolphins. million dollars he did for the Dolphins. <laughs> okay, thank you. He he kicked ninety one percent of his field goals last year. Hmm. Seems hard to believe. And that's what it was. I don't know. I think that we could find some guy in the Canadian Football League that could kick better than him. I think that uh, we should move on to the, <laughs> uh, the right, Seattle-Dallas game, the one that you picked wrong. 
here's the thing. Here's the thing about that game. I didn't pick it wrong, okay? I, I picked the wrong type of bet, if that makes sense. So you're saying you should have taken it against the spread? I should have taken it against the spread. Even though they should have lost against the well, spread. Okay, you could say that all you want because you're in your hypothetical la-la land. But, the, like, the thing is, the thing about that game that makes me more mad than ever is that they didn't trust Russell Wilson to win them the game. They relied on their running yeah, game. Yeah, what in trailers thing, huh, pal? Dude, they wouldn't, like, he can't audible every play. Pete Carroll has to, like, and Pete Carroll is known to do this, like, throwing the ball to Malcolm Doesn't Butler Brian Schottenheimer Bowl. make the play calls? I don't fucking know, but Pete Carroll makes the game plan for the whole week. Yeah. He's the head coach. True. And he and he's always the scapegoat. No matter what the offense coordinators do, I'm always going to go to him first. He's the head coach. True. So, all I'm saying is, like, give Russell Wilson the ball the whole game. Don't rely on your running game. Like, they were trying so hard to get Chris Carson involved, even though Dallas's front seven is, like, arguably top five in the league. And he wasn't even the leading rusher in the game. Rashard Penny, however you say his name, was the leading rusher in the game with 29 yards. And they tried so hard to get Chris Carson involved. I think Russell Wilson threw like 27 times. That is atrocious. Yeah, Dak threw more passes than he did. God. They had more trust in Dak than Russell MFing Wilson. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, and then on top of that, Janikowski tries to kick a field goal before halftime. And, I mean, just <laughs> the way he hurt his hamstring is, like, just a typical, like, he's so o- overweight kicker. <laughs> like, so it just – it looks like you're, like, a 40-year-old dad with, like, a dad bod trying to go out there and, like, kick a field goal for one of those, like, in the scholarship contests. when he pulled that hamstring. Okay, I think but everyone was just like, oh, yeah, he looks like a guy that would pull his hamstring kicking a 50-yard field goal. Okay, yeah. So, but that's the thing. It's like when you're making that bet, you don't think he's going to because he's been in the league, what, this is his 17th year? They wouldn't even have covered the spread if he was in the game. They had an extra 10 points because he was out of the game. So here's where you're in Eight. hypothetical la-la land. If you go into, the, if you go into halftime with a, with a field goal, the momentum changes like that. Oh, who's so in like, hypothetical get, La La Land now? Okay, okay. I get they were trying to like I get they were trying to cover like cover their asses by missing the field goal, but not only was that field goal a points thing, it was a, me- a momentum thing. That's why you try so hard You're to score. You're the one that's in hypothetical La La Land now. You're in hypothetical La La Land. <laughs> You're saying if you would have made that field goal. <laughs> if you would have made that field everyone knows that points before halftime is a huge momentum change. Okay, yeah, still, whatever. But if you're going to say an if, I get to say mine too. They go for two twice because he's out. So that's two more points. That's Then they lose by four, and you don't cover the spread. But not only that, it was fourth and six, and they were down by ten. If Janikowski is in that game, they kick the, it's a two-score game. They kick a field goal there. They kick I, don't, goal. I don't know. What? Pete Carroll's, Pete Carroll's always been a risk taker. Fourth and six, you kick a field goal there. Every coach. Where, the where, were, they, where were they at? On like the 20. And Russell oh, Wilson. Pete Carroll, go, Pete Carroll goes for those all day. What? Pete Carroll goes for those Why all day. Why would five. he not kick that field goal? It's a 37-yard field goal to be within two scores. Well, I don't know, but he's not going to let Russell Wilson throw the ball. That's for sure. Well, Russell Wilson threw a touchdown on that play. He had one touchdown the whole game. I know. I'm just saying, like, if, if Janikowski's in that game, you don't cover the spread that you're talking about. 
God, Pete. I think Russell Wilson. I agree. Is so they gotta good give Russell Wilson the ball more. I I I think Russell Wilson is so good that he could have kicked those extra points and field goals. <laughs> Man, they yeah. should have just but, let right, him do let's everything. Let's talk about the Cowboys real quick though, because the Cowboys look pretty good, right? I mean, yeah, they looked buttoned up, which surprised me. Jason, you, you were surprised the Clapper could get some people in. Uh, Ready to play for a playoff game? Yeah, dude. Like, how is anyone motivated playing for that guy? Dude, he claps really hard. I get it, but like, I, I like uh, seeing him on. When someone cheers I... for you, do you not get excited? Like when they clap for you? No, no, no. I'm saying like in the in the uh, leading up to the game, yeah, like in the I team in the team meetings. Like, did you watch that? Did you watch that All or Nothing on Amazon about the Cowboys? I watched the first couple episodes. No. And Jason Garrett's like. A team meeting performance is so lackluster. We should do it's, a thing on the hard knocks though next year. We should do an episode after every hard knocks episode. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we'll just start a we'll just start a network and then make a whole different series. We're basically the next ringer. All right, yeah. Two point And <laughs> but they did. They looked they looked buttoned up and like obviously the thing is the defense played as good as people thought they would, which also surprised me because typically. And the offensive line the Cowboys, well looked really they, good. And, dude, Dak looked good, too. Everyone looked good. Dak did look good. You know, uh, he has ran – I think he has run for more touchdowns in the past three years than any other quarterback. That's an and, and Inside he the 20-yard line, he's pretty dangerous with his legs. Yeah. He doesn't he run is, much between uh, the 20s, though. Obviously, he's a Cowboys quarterback, so he has the most fourth-quarter comebacks within, like, a certain time frame, which to me is, like, a skewed stat because it's like the Cowboys get themselves in that situation more than any other team, I feel like. Yeah, for example, like, Mahomes doesn't find himself having to come back in the fourth quarter very often. Right, and it, it's just a coincidence that Tony Romo also led that stat for, like, his whole career. Yeah. You know, so Definitely. I don't know. It's But the rushing touchdowns thing is kind of cool. Like, for, it, you're right. Inside the 20, he it's like he – grows these, like, extra set of balls and just, like, goes for everything and, like, tries to flip in the end zone. And yeah, he like, jumps yeah, over I people. I, I wish I could see him run for first downs like that, um, but you just don't really see it. Anything, yeah, I mean, anything else from passes, the Cowboys game? I thought the Cowboys know, I was, was pretty good. I was just super disappointed. Yeah. And I, I think the Cowboys aren't real. Man. They're not real. Okay. Uh, like, besides – like, and just my last point. Yeah. I, I knew Russell Wilson was going to lead that team because it's a very weak Seahawks team. Except Bobby Wagner might be, he might be the best linebacker ever. 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 Hot take. He could, he could, ta- he could tackle Brian Urlacher and Brian Urlacher, he would say, ow. Yeah, he's kind of like, I've heard, uh, he's kind of a combination of Brian Urlacher, Ray Lewis, and um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of another Hall of Fame linebacker. But he's kind of like a mold between the two of them. And Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins was a safety. Damn it. All right. Try to sound smart there. No, he's like um, Tim Tebow, Ray Lewis, <laughs> and, and Brian <laughs> He's like Cody Parkey <laughs> and <laughs> Khalil Mack. Oh, yeah. He's like Khalil Mack. There's no one like Khalil Mack. Except for All right. Tim Tebow. So – I guess the hot debate on Ravens Chargers was should they have taken out Lamar Jackson for Flacco? I think they should have. Okay, so then what do you do next season? I think you you, you show up to training camp. I've like, been from the oh, jump. Well, I don't think Lamar like, Jackson's very good. 
Okay, but like you obviously picked him number two, 32 in the draft, so he's your future. It, it, yeah, I guess. Man, that doesn't sound like a very fun situation to be in. Well, like apparently uh, John Harbaugh loves him. Oh, gosh, I know. I saw all these tweets over the weekend, though, like, youngest quarterback to ever start a playoff game or something. See, like, and that, like, like that. there's Only something to that. The playoffs. Check yeah, that. he was. Yeah, like, no, Baker Mayfield like, had a great and year, like, but, like. The future is bright for Lamar Jackson. And, oh, man. I just he didn't can't. win a Heisman, and he was drafted in the first round, and he did win, like, seven games in the regular season. Yeah, and because he the did... track record with Heismans has been so good. All right, but listen, he did win like seven games in the regular season, and he has run more than any QB in like history through whatever game stretch he's played. And I get that; that's not a like it's not a a sustainable method going forward. Yeah, because running quarterbacks have won just a ton of Super Bowls. Did Michael Vick ever win one? No. Damn. Yeah, they don't. Have, yeah, the thing is, like the people that win quarterback. I mean, the people that win Super Bowls are like. Just six foot four, six foot six tree trunks. Who? Well, Drew Brees can't. wasn't. I mean, it's it's just you got to be a be- you got to be a passer before a runner. I think to win a Super Bowl, and Lamar Jackson will never be that. Yeah, and I think that, and that that showed. And another thing, I think next season, I wouldn't be surprised if Lamar Jackson gets benched. Dude, they, if they if they were going to do that, why didn't they do that in the game? But no, I'm saying I'm just because they they still believed in him. He was be- he. I mean, he probably would have done better than Flacco. It's just sometimes you know, I, the only reason I would have put Flacco in is because sometimes I think like putting in a different style quarterback can like the. I doubt the Chargers prepared for Flacco very much, but it was apparent that they were very prepared for Lamar Jackson. Does that make yeah. sense? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but he's. I mean, I think he just got like caught up in the pressure. I mean, think about it, dude. Like, what? what but I mean, he, he wasn't 20? able to throw all regular season. I don't Can know. he buy alcohol? Pressure. What? Is he 21? Can he buy alcohol? I think he is 21. Damn. I actually think the playoff game was like his birthday or one of the games before the playoffs. Dang. Like, very, very recently. Happy but, birthday. <laughs> okay. So, you know that John Harbaugh after the game, like, basically alluded to them trading Joe Flacco. So, if you think that he's going to get benched, who do you put in? RG3? I don't know. Maybe not benched. I just think that very, next season is going to be very disappointing for people who uh, – for Ravens fans. Like, because the Chargers, dude, they played him twice in three weeks, and they made him look like he could not play in the yeah. NFL. And next season, everyone's going to watch that tape. Everyone's going to watch all the tape of Flacco, all the coaches who are going to be playing him. I just I think next year is going to be a lot – rougher for Flacco than this year was. I mean, I I just w- like I hope he's like a Russell Wilson where he came into the came into the league as a a big time runner and then just kind of learned to like hey, we could still run when we need to, but like we need to throw first. Yeah, but Russell Wilson was a pre- kind of like you were saying. Pretty accurate, I felt like before that. And like Russell Wilson is like next level smart. Dude, you said I, this last, last week. Yeah, he is I mean, next level smart. Yeah, he is. I think Lamar Jackson completed like a uh, surprising number of his passes in college, contrary to popular belief. I don't know that stat, but it's possible. Yeah, I don't know the stat off the top of my head either. We could ask Andy to look it up. Yeah, Andy should look it up. All right, Andy, um, he'll get back to us. Yeah, uh, but 
it's like he was get like he was getting out of the pocket fine sometimes. Like he did get pressured a ton. Like the Chargers, their defensive coordinator, hats off because like he. Well, and the and the rim changes the Chargers plan. defense is pretty good, but at the same time, it's like, dude, if you like, okay, so you realize he can't handle the rush. What is every team going to do against him all year next year? No, I get it, but not everyone has Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa on but either side. What do you expect uh, his passer rating to be? Less than 100. Well, I'm, or not passer rating, uh, completion percentage. Oh. Um, 59%. That was what he was his senior season. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that's not great. I mean, for a running QB, it's not terrible, but he was getting out of the pocket sometimes, and then he was throwing it, like, to wide-open receivers, but throwing it to their feet. Like, he wasn't making throws. Dude, he can't I – don't, I don't think he can make throws. I think he can make that throw. I think that's why I think it's nerves. Maybe. I think that that's what to look Because they were wide the open. Like, like a, a lot of people could hit a rece- an NFL receiver in the chest yeah. from, like, you know, five, eight yards away, ten yards away when he's wide open. That's not hard. But, like, throwing it blatantly at their feet where it's obvious, like, that might be just nerves. And maybe that's just the Chargers D rattling But also, him. dude, all season he completed 58% of his passes. Well, he might get a 1% upgrade next year at 59. Even that is not – that's not good. Yeah, but it's progress. <laughs> I guess. Um, all right, well, and then what was the other is, game? On the other side, is Phil Rivers uh, a Hall of Famer? Uh – I don't know. Pro- he probably will be. It's just like I, think, I, still I feel like he's like the most. If they never go to a Super Bowl, yeah, like he's the most border. Because he's the most borderline QB. To like, is he a Hall of Famer? Is like the I've bet if he asked ten people, five would say yes, five would say no. I think that part of it is like he grew up in the, in when the NFL became a passing league, like he's part of that class. Yeah. Like of Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, all those people, but he's like the worst one. Yeah. So is he a product of the NFL going passing? Like, are we going to look in 20 years and be like, wow, how did Philip Rivers was in the Hall of Fame with those stats and no Super Bowls? Yeah. You know? I don't, I don't think he changed the league. Well, he, he didn't, but he was a part of the movement. Yeah. But like, how many AFC championships did he, has he made? I don't know. We need to ask Andy that, too. Yeah, I don't know. Probably two or three. I don't think Andy's capable of finding that. <laughs> that's a, there's some high-level stats. Yeah, there. and it's, it's, it's January. Like, he can't perform that well. Oh, it's true. Yeah, it's the winter. <laughs> All right, Colts-Texans. This one will be quick because this game wasn't that exciting. I think the Colts killed it, even though – like, obviously, the score reflected it at first, and then, like, the end of the game score was a little bit closer, but I think the Colts just roundhouse kicked him like Chuck Norris. Yeah, I don't know. Their defense is what impressed me in that game. Yeah, their defense made Deshaun Watson look rattled, and I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. He was sacked so many times. Yeah, that the defense just – that the defense is my main takeaway from that game. Um, yeah, but which is what I like I, – that's why I like it going into the, this week, but – yeah, and the Texans, we'll get, we'll the get Texans just Texans just need. Uh, I don't know what they need, dude. They have no excuse except maybe that Will Fuller got hurt. 
Yeah, I could. I you could say that they need a couple more skill position guys because they have Nook, and then their other guys are not that good. But also, their okay. defense should be better, and I think their coaching they deserve better coaching. But Bill O'Brien is a, a top fifty percent coach, so it's hard to get rid of him. You know what I mean? No, for sure. And I couldn't tell you one of their corners or anyone in their secondary. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah, true. Um, but like when you have JJ Watt, who I think got second or third in sacks this year, and then you have Jadavian Clowney on the other side, like you don't really have an excuse to not have a pass rush. And they didn't really get to Andrew Luck. It's like, what excuses do they really have? Maybe it's uh, Romeo Cromero or whatever their defensive coordinator. Romeo Cornell. Cornell, yeah. Yeah, could be. But I mean, they really only gave up 21 points. Yeah, but it was so quick. Like, back to back to back. And, dude, that Inman guy is, like, coming into form at just the right time. Dontrell Inman? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think the Colts he's are a dangerous, second... but we'll talk about them a little bit more. Later. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, um, yeah, I was disappointed in Deshaun Watson. Yeah, me too. I don't think he showed up in that game and just didn't really act like a leader. Andrew Luck made him. I think he is him. a leader. I think he's still young, but I agree with you. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Introducing a new segment, though. Coming here. So this is working title. We're going to figure it out. But uh, it's meant to be kind of like it, like a mental our mental stock market. Each week, we're going to pick someone that rises or falls in the mental stock market. So like our opinion on them or our respect for them goes up and down. Um, we might call this the, the Stephen A. Smith section because um, he changes opinion on stuff any minute or something. I don't know. We're going to figure it out, though. Um, but who who rose in your mental stock market this week? All right. So uh, my mental stock market rise is Sean Payton, uh, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Walked into the locker room this week. He had $225,000 in cash sitting on a table, and he had the Lombardi trophy. And $225,000 in cash is the, is the bonus that the Saints players are awarded for winning the Super Bowl. And he put the Lombardi trophy on the stack of the cash, and he said, you want this? Win three more games. That is, <laughs> that is, oh, my gosh. There's so many different, like, levels to that. Like, yes, I want the trophy. Yes, I also want the cash. Like, that would pump me up on so <laughs> many different levels, and I would, I would want to go out there and score more than eight points on the Eagles because that's the only reason I could think that that spread so, so big. But um, <laughs> I, I honestly think Vegas heard this story, and, like, it was, should have been six points, but they made it eight. But we can talk about the spread later. Yeah. Um, but that is my uh, – that's my mental um, – I like it. That's pretty badass, honestly, walking in like that. That is so badass. But also like, at the same Where did time, he get 225 in cash? At the same time, though, I think him bringing in that amount of cash at once is like, dang, how do you get that much cash? But also at the same point, like, I don't know. How motivating is that cash to, like, Drew Brees? Dude, two hundred twenty-five thousand, even to him, is a lot of money. Yeah, like, but it's that like, could be how that, money that could be like a, these guys. Do you think? I think that most of these like, guys aren't. Money isn't their biggest motivation because they already have so okay. much of it. You know. So may, maybe maybe some of them. Okay, so like I don't know what the kicker makes, but not as much as Cody Parkey, uh, and maybe he wants that money or like so he appealed to some guys and then the guys who don't really care about the money. The Lombardi the, trophy. The trophy on top and yeah. said, okay, you don't want the money? Here, have this too. And then he said, you want this? Win three more games. Yeah, I think that's pretty tight. Oh, like and I mean, one. that's a good one to kick this you off. You have to like it because you, you picked the Saints to win the Super Bowl. 
Yeah. And we have a bet on it, so yeah. you must you <laughs> must think that there's some magic in those words. Uh, yeah. All right. M- mine is uh, <laughs> mine's Dak. Okay. I think I'll he, take. I think he looked really good this week, and I think he made big <laughs> throws. I think he managed the game. I think he looked really good. He completed the deep ball. He played. He came up late. He's clutch. Like the last two weeks, he's been so clutch. I know week seventeen I mean, didn't matter, but he was clutch. Historically, he's clutch. Yeah. Yeah, he's a clutch. Like I don't know. I think uh, he, he. I noticed him this week, and the other one was. And I'm just gonna say this one. The other one I considered was Trubisky. <laughs> just because I, I told you I didn't think that he could lead a drive at the end of the game, and yeah. then he did. He did yeah. it, and Cody Parkey blew it. So honorable mention to Mitch Trubisky. So is, is Mitchell Trubisky the real deal? I don't know if he's the real deal, but he rose in my in my head. I, I gained a little bit more respect. <laughs> All right, who fell yeah. for you? Who is a uh, so, uh, my uh, stock market fall for the week is Ryan Pace. Okay. He is uh, the GM for the Chicago Bears. Interesting. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty he, – he's probably a key person involved in the contract with Cody Parkey to pay him <laughs> two and a half million dollars a year. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> shout out to Ryan Pace. That was the worst personnel decision you could have ever made. <laughs> Congratulations oh for paying two and a half million for a double doink. Also, you're just going to take a wash on a kicker next year and not pay him two and a half million? Nope, you can't. You're stuck with him. So have fun, Ryan Pace. <laughs> Ryan Pace, man. I was not expecting that one. I thought Cody Parkey <laughs> might have been a, a, a more likely. Well, it was a play on that. But yeah, Ryan Pace <laughs> is the real culprit. He's the real culprit. He, oh, that guy right. should be making, Cody Parkey should be making $50,000 a year. Man, you don't give Ryan Pace any credit for putting together that defense or the Khalil Mack trade or anything like that? Uh, I think his best decision was hiring Matt Nagy, and he took it from there. <laughs> gotcha. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. Mine, mine for the week is, uh, is Tua. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he just, like, man, because when he first, like, after that championship last year, the first half of the season, people are saying he's the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, like when he comes out after his junior year, he's gonna be the number one pick in the draft. He's one of the best quarterbacks he's ever seen. Now, he just kind of looks like another prospect. Yeah, he's shown sure. weakness against Georgia and then uh, that Clemson game, which we'll talk about next. Yeah, man, he he threw a really bad pick. Yeah, the first one of the game was so bad. Yeah, and the and the one uh, I don't know second or third quarter where he threw it into triple coverage and the guy he just he looks easily like he intercepted. He doesn't it. make great decisions. Um, and he looks like he's pretty accurate, but I don't know. Doesn't always seem like he knows where to go with the ball. I, I don't know. And it, his legs look a little less impressive. I don't know. He took a fall for me. And then yeah, I mean, like he was uh, Deshaun Watson, but we kind of already talked about him. Yeah. See, I think he'll play in the NFL. You know? I think he will too. I he just could think, even be I a, he, he could even be a first round pick. Yeah. Um, stud in the NFL, and now he's kind of. Iffy for me, right? But look, that's a good uh, switch over to the Bama Clemson game. Yeah. So, um, can we talk about how Trevor Lawrence might be the greatest QB to ever play the game? Uh, I think he's a reincarnation of sunshine, definitely. From Remember the Titans. Yeah, but I think he might be a reincarnation of uh, 
John Elway, Steve Young, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning all mixed into one. Yeah, definitely. He he like did, uh, what baffled me the most was that like uh these 350 pound Alabama linemen were like pushing up against him and he like wouldn't budge. He wasn't moving. He's a big dude. Like he stood like I don't even know if his feet moved. He was planted there and with like linemen coming at him all around and not only did he keep his composure he didn't even like move from his spot, dude. Yeah, this is it just, was it was ridiculous. Such a perfect example of like how uh, everyone changes their opinions based on one moment, because like everyone is goo goo gawing over Trevor Lawrence, and he is a beast. He's a stud. He looks like the next great quarterback in the NFL. But no one was talking about that a week ago. Well, I think there are two reasons for that. Mostly because a lot of people probably don't watch Clemson games. I, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh, the second reason being they play in the ACC. So they think that, you know, when they beat Duke and all these teams that are, like, semi-good. but Yeah, even when he puts up numbers, they're not a Right, they're like, uh, but he did, dude, he beat out Kelly Bryant as a true freshman. He's the only true freshman, I think there was one other, to win the national championship. He's one of two. 2 one one last year. As a true freshman? Yeah. But he didn't, I thought he, wasn't, were, he didn't start all season. See, that's what I'm saying. I think he had to start the whole game for it to, like, count. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, Yeah, that's pretty intense. I mean, um, I think that – what do you think about, like, Saban Dabo right now? Like, the dynasties. I think this was one of Saban's weaker teams defensively. And they were still really good, but they weren't, like – no one talked about this Bama defense as, like, a historic defense. Yeah, I mean, the front seven was good. The the secondary wasn't that good. See, I think they were good, but they weren't great. Like, yeah. they weren't, like, Jonathan Allen. But whose good. fault is that? Isn't he a defensive I mean, coach? He he always wins the recruiting battle, so. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that class was just a little soft. Or, like, because I, I, I think most of them were seniors. Or a lot of them were seniors. Um, I don't know. It was So, pretty much the dynasty's over. Yeah, the set dude. No, not even close. And the second, yeah, I agree. The secondary was atrocious. Well, OU should have beat them too. I think one of I the mean, big edges that Clemson had in that game is that they played them four times in a row, and so they were like, they were not intimidated. They thought they were the same level as Bama. But when OU plays Bama, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Like that's no why doubt. we went down twenty-eight zero, and then after that, like if you don't count the twenty-one-eight points. We, 28 points we spotted them, we win that game, you know? For sure. And I think it's uh, – Even half that, we still we still come within, like, three points. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that – I think Clemson wasn't phased at all, and I think it showed. So, is that – yeah, I mean – But I think that I, this Clemson – Clemson winning this game could mean, like uh, – I think it could give other teams confidence that they could beat Bama, too. So, I think that's something to watch for, too. And I think a lot of it's Dabo. Well, yeah, Dabo, like he's a got such that, a good culture. Yeah, a lot of that has to be coaching because they didn't look phased at all. Like, Clemson didn't start off really hot. Like, Alabama looked like they were grooving until the pick. Well, they got a pick, pick six to – No, I know, game. until the pick six. And that was maybe only three or four plays, but Alabama looked like they were grooving like they were against OU. Yeah. And they were going to march down the field, and they and then the pick six happened, and it was like, dang, that's it. And yeah. even it still, you kind, of, you kind of believe that Nick Saban would oh. uh, make – 
make adjustments. Even at halftime, I thought. Dude, even at halftime, I'm like, I'm telling people, I'm like, dude, Nick Saban's going to make a ton of adjustments at halftime. They're going to come out so hot. And then they, like, didn't – I don't even think they scored a point in the second half. Yeah. That's they, like, stayed at 16 points. And I mean, dude, this Trevor – like, I mean, I kind of want to bet on them to repeat Clemson. I think the odds are already out, and, like, obviously they're the favorites. Are they, like, negative, or are they – I'm going to look it up. I'm going to have – No, it's it's yeah. still positive because it's so early. I think I might place a bet on that. See, but, like, Alabama just got, what, 24 of the top 300 recruits? Well, let's see. College football cha- – or, or, sorry, I'm having Andy look this up real quick. Yeah, Andy needs to look that shit up. But, I mean, okay, so Trevor Lawrence, like – Mark my words, might be the greatest QB to ever play the game. But although I, I still, although Tua was da- is down for me, like Alabama's still gonna have a really good team. Oh, That's for sure. 2015 X1. Do you? Uh, I mean, what? At some point in the game, do you take Tua out and put Jalen Hurts in? I'm I surprised they no. didn't. Yeah, I'm I was surprised, surprised they, they didn't. didn't too. But it's kind of like the Flacco Lamar Jackson thing. It is a little bit, but at the same time, it's like they did, or I guess they didn't. I guess two because like you, you have you have to go with two next year. But it's like so. when even when he threw that pick, dude, uh, Saban, they the first one of the game, Saban looks. You can see him on the camera, like his lips. If you read it, he says like, "God damn it, Tua." Yeah, and it's like yeah, I don't know. You never really got the sense that Saban truly like trusted Tua. Well, because I I think he was, I think he knew he was more talented, but I think he always kind of liked Jalen better. So I think that he probably thought that Tua can give you a better game than Jalen, but he can also give you a really bad game. Like you never really know which Tua you're gonna get. Yeah, I don't know. I just think I think he thought that Tua was better, but I like he cried when Jalen won that game. Yeah, like I think he always kind of liked Jalen better. But right. did you see Jalen's in the transfer portal now? Yeah, he's going to OU. I'd be down. Or that dude, that would be sick. Backup too is in the transfer portal, and he's supposed yeah. What's his name? Tate Martell, I think. Yeah, Martell. Yeah. So we'll see. That that'll be interesting to where those two go. I think OU's got to be, a, but we didn't even reach out to Justin Fields, so I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I I think Trevor Lawrence already like, I don't know. I think anyone in Florida should tank. Starting next season, I'll just take Trevor Lawrence number one. Yeah, I mean, think about the. We're going to talk about the coach hires later, but Bruce Arians to the Bucks, dude. He, he, he gets he, he should gets tank. preseason with Jameis and is like, no, nah, yes. this isn't going to happen. And so you know, for the worst record, gets Trevor Lawrence. I'm scared. Have you heard Bruce Arians like loves Jameis Winston? What really? Yeah, yeah. I think he coached him in. Uh, no. No, Jameis Winston went to a couple of Bruce Arians camps in high school, really? and he's loved him loved him ever since. Think he's thinks he's this like amazing competitor and like obviously a great QB. And wow. I'm like what? So maybe he loves him. But the other two, I don't think uh, Tannehill is a long term play, and Blake Bortles is not even a short term play. So all, every team in Florida should tank. Um, I don't know who else. The Bills have their quarterback. Gosh, who needs a quarterback right now? So many people. I mean, I think the Bills do. I don't think Josh. The Allen Broncos. Or the Broncos need a long-term option. Take- God, you know John Elway is looking at Trevor Lawrence and be like, damn, <laughs> I would trade a lot of picks for that dude. 
Tampa Bay, and then uh, you got Miami and Jacksonville. Everyone in Florida, basically. Yeah. I mean, there's not that many teams that need a quarterback right now. If you think about it. I don't know. I think there's more than you think. Because, I mean, technically, Arizona Is Derek Carr your long-term play in Oakland? I don't know. I mean, I think he has to be. He's one of the top six highest-paid quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, you're taking a big hit. I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of teams that could use a quarterback. But it hurts because this, this class was really good this last year. So. Uh, so, I did hear that this was the biggest deficit for saving since Miami. Dolphins. Yeah, I saw that too. That's why I yeah. think it's like I think Dabo is like a good counterpart. I think Saban's going to come back pretty motivated. Um, yeah. yeah anything else from this game, or you ready to move on? No, I'm good. That was a uh, man surprising. Like I feel like a lot of people thought Clemson would win. I'd never. I don't think people thought that Alabama yeah. would get routed. I had the over though, so that was nice. Yeah, I had the under, and I lost by two, and you won by two. I think. No, it was more than that because it was a. Uh, Oh wait, I guess it actually only ended at sixty, right? Yeah. So I only yeah. If, oh. if you bet fifty eight like I did, then you only won by two. Yeah, and it was fifty eight after like with like one minute into the fourth quarter. Yeah. And then I scored. <laughs> yeah. I like felt pretty good about that all game. I didn't realize it ended that close. Dude, because they scored like I don't know twenty three or some points in the first quarter. Twenty one, yeah, and then yeah, or twenty four like, or something shit. like that. Why did I bet the under? Do you see I Kyler thought, Murray declaring for the draft? Yeah, so Kyler Murray, yes, he's set. I don't or know if it's he didn't declare. he did or he's set to. Well, did but the, the A's think he's going. So, so yes, the the Oakland A's think he's going to the draft. Yeah, that's weird. Because it's weird. Did you read what I read where he is going to have to like make a major decision before like February fifteenth because that's where training start current training camp starts and then they fly to like Asia in March and like if he's not on the plane well, I mean like, he should know before then because he needs to like keep training and like getting better and stuff you know well he's been quoted saying he wants to try to play both which is like I don't know that's cool. like naive I think he's just saying that because he feels bad backing out of his MLB contract yeah and his agent have you heard about his agent like his loyalty thing yes yeah. dude he's like really big on loyalty which is like weird dandy, but I don't know. I hope, he, I hope he just realizes it's too much trouble and just comes back to you. Honestly, that would be great. <laughs> um, but the, I actually heard Adam Schefter this morning say that there is a chance that Cliff Kingsbury really likes Kyler Murray, and there's a chance that they they take him number one in the draft. And... I, already heard, I heard the Cardinals already called that bullshit, or Cliff Kingsbury did, or someone. Well, obviously they're going to say that. I know. I think it's a, a possibility, but they already they call. It seems like they called it bullshit pretty quick. Like so, they basically they would take Kyler Murray and then draft Josh Rosen for I don't know, a first rounder or a first and a second. Trade him. That's what I meant. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. I don't. I don't think they'd trade him though, because no one would take a no one would trade a first rounder for Josh Rosen right now. I don't think. You don't think so? No. He didn't show that much. No, I know. It's it's all based on speculation prospect, but so, I don't know. I think Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray would be interesting. That's I think but I mean let's talk Adam Schefter Adam Schefter is also the the who the one who tweeted out that um 
Condoleezza Rice was thinking about coaching the Browns. So what? Just keep that. Let's just keep that in mind. Did you see that? No. Yes, he tweeted that there were reports that Condoleezza Rice was going to be the next coach of the Browns. No, he did not. Yes, he did. And then obviously, like John Dorsey and everyone came out and said, "No, I don't know where he got that." Oh my gosh! Yeah, they're third on Google. Condoleezza Rice. The third thing that comes up is uh, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, she's a huge Cleveland Browns fan. But some source told Schefter that she was going to be the next coach, or she was considering being the head coach. Isn't she? A, she's a Supreme Court judge. She's Secretary of State. Condoleezza Rice? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was a Supreme Court judge. I think she was a federal circuit judge at one point. <laughs> she used the she used the whole platform to she didn't even tweet it. She put it on Facebook. That's no no no. Adam Schefter tweeted that. No, I know. I'm I'm saying her okay. response. She oh said, I see. okay. She tried to make it a whole like, we need more women coaches in the NFL, but I don't want to coach the Browns. <laughs> Or I'm yeah. not ready to coach. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Why was that even in the discussion? Yeah, man. Shefty's maybe losing it. I don't know. Yeah, he's on, he's on these uh, conspiracy theories, I think. Yeah. Kyler Murray to the Montreal Diamondbacks in the, the Canadian football. No, he's going to the Canucks. Oh, the play, Canucks. He's nice. actually going to play hockey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did you know there are three hockey teams in Canada? Yeah, Montreal, Vancouver, and uh, Calgary, Calgary, right? And Peters. God, I need to learn more about hockey. It seems like a Calgary cool Fire. I think. I don't even remember. Um, let's talk about coaching hires, though. This is a good transition. Condoleezza so what, Rice to the Patriots. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. What do they call it? Black Black Monday when all the coaches get fired. Yeah. Yeah, that was a rough one. I feel like a lot of coaches got host. Yeah. But um, I guess Where we can talk about – Well, I mean, was, since we're on the Browns um, – Who do you think the best knows. hire was? Actually, we'll go that way. I think the best hire was Bruce Arians to the Bucks. Okay. Why? Yeah. I think uh, – like, first of all, he's like I, – I just read that he's really – he's a big fan of James Winston. So, like, if anyone's going to make that work, it's going to be him. And if it doesn't work, then you know that James Winston is your future. And he hired Todd Bowles as a defensive coordinator, which is kind of like, I like that package deal. And he's just a baller, dude. Like, he's older and experienced. And it's not like this experiment with all these coaches that are younger. They're like, basically, they're trying to make the next Sean McVay, I think. <laughs> or, or Kyle Shanahan. Definitely Sean McVay. I, do you follow uh, that ringer guy on Twitter? What's his name? Kevin Clark. Oh, Kevin Clark. I don't follow him on Twitter, but I really like a lot of his stuff. <laughs> he said, he w- he said like, primetime defensive coordinator, no job. <laughs> and then, it, and then yeah. the next thing is, had a Bud Light with Sean McVay. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> See, and it's like, I don't know. Who's your, who's your best hire? I think Bruce Arians to the Bucs. I, think, the I also sense. think Bruce Arians is the, is the best hire. Yeah. I mean, he – He's had a really good career. Like, he's he in the NFL. His first season – here, let's just go through all his seasons in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. First season, 9-3 and three with the Colts as an interim head coach. He was 9-3 and three because uh, Chuck Pagano, you know, the whole cancer thing. What year was that? 2012. 
Uh, so who's his quarterback? Andrew Luck. Oh, that was Andrew Luck when they went to the AFC Championship in 2012. Maybe. Right? I don't even remember. No, they finished. I don't know. I don't even know if they made the playoffs, to be honest. Hmm. I'm not sure. But uh, next year, they, they he moves on because Chuck Pagano takes the team. He gets hired by the Cardinals. Cardinals, first year with Carson Palmer, go 10-6. and six. Don't make the playoffs. But 10-6 and six still. Next year, they go 11-5. and five. And then they lose to the Panthers in the wild card game. Then in 2015, they go 13 and 3 <laughs> with Carson Palmer. And they uh, lose again to the Panthers in the NFC Championship game. They won their divisional game. And then the next year, they go 7 8 and 1, and, and then they go 8 and 8. And he realizes he has no quarterback, and so he like leaves the team. They part ways. And then this year, without him, they go three and thirteen. I think he's got. I think he's a good coach. I yeah, think I, I mean, I, think, I, think I also think that that's the best hire. Yeah, I think his track record speaks for itself. Yes, and I mean, he's just experienced. What other ones do you like? What other hires do you like? I like. Uh, I don't know a lot about Fangio, but I guess I like him to the Broncos. I like Fangio too. Yeah, I, I like it because I, he's the only defensive coach that got hired. Yeah, so far. Uh, and the that yeah. Bears defense is good. Like, yeah, they're and, historically good. And they brought back um, Gary Kubiak to be the offensive coordinator. Yeah, and Gary Kubiak's a good OC, so I think I think yeah. they, they have good coaches in place. Yeah, I saw. I like that second. I think. I think even though I don't even though I don't know a lot about Fangio, but like obviously he did a great job because even though he had Khalil Mack, he he also had some good players like Roquan Smith, who he made like a really good rookie. Um, Yeah, and he had Khalil Mack, but dude, the Raiders had Khalil Mack, and their defense was never as good as that. Yeah, that was like a historically good defense. So yeah, I I like the Fangio one too. Uh, Do you like any other hires? I like uh, if I had to pick a third one, I like Adam Gates to the Jets. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I like. It. Why do you like Gates to the Jets? Well, apparently uh, Sam Darnold FaceTimed the GM and the owner and said because they interviewed Mike McCarthy too. Oh, really? And yeah, and uh, I knew they hired or interviewed Mike McCarthy. I didn't know uh, that Sam Darnold like had a say in it though. Yeah, so they they really weighed in on his opinion. They were like, "Who do you like most?" Because like that's where the league's going this, these days, and we can talk about more with uh, more of that with the Browns. But yeah, um, basically. Sam Darnold said, I like Adam Gase more than Mike McCarthy, and then they hired him. So, I don't know. I feel like Sam Darnold's a smart cat. Like, he's football smart, went to USC. I feel like he just feels the room really well, and he's really mature. So, we like Adam and Gase for different, for different reasons. Also, this is my second point. Like, sec, the other side of it, Adam Gase made Ryan Tannehill a winning quarterback. He has a winning record with Tannehill. And, like, no one else has been able to do that. And he had the miracle play against the Patriots, so automatically pretty cool. The miracle play versus the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> where, where they tried to put Gronk at safety, and he tripped over himself. Yeah, I mean, my, my thing is, like, he uh, he's never been a phenomenal head coach, but I also think that the Miami Dolphins have been pretty bad. Yeah. Like, they have had no personnel with him. Yeah. And this, he always these are the his Patriots. these are his stats as a head coach. Yeah, first year with the Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill is his quarterback. 
he goes 10 and 6 and makes the playoffs. Next year, Ryan Tannehill was out for the year last year. Yeah, they had Jay Cutler. Yeah, 6 and 10. Jay Cutler is your quarterback and you win 6 games. A washed up Jay Cutler that still doesn't give a fuck. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty good. And then 7 and 9 this year with a very below average team. Yeah. Like, I was think Ryan Tannehill, their, who was their quarterback? Ryan Tannehill? Well, uh, Ryan Tannehill some games. I think most games, yeah. But just like, I think he could do well. And I think giving him a young quarterback, I, I think that that's a good hire. I think, I think I like it more than most people, but I think it is a good hire. And didn't he stay in the same division? Um, yes. Isn't it Jess, Patriots, Dolphins, Bills? Yes. Yeah. So he beats the Patriots like more than any other. Like <laughs> yeah. in the last two years, he's beat him more than any other coach, really. So and like if you believe in Darnold, then I think Gase is a good hire. And you don't even have to believe in Darnold because like he has the attributes and the intangibles. So like he just needs a good coach. Like even if he's not, you know, what he was, what Cowherd says he is, or whoever, you know. Yeah. The I next like, yeah, he compared him to the next Namath, which I don't know, but. I do like, yeah, so that's third, Adam Gates to the Jets. And it's almost second because I don't know Fangio that well. Um, but I really like that hire. Yeah. He's, he's young, but he's not that young. Or he seems not as young as the other ones. Yeah. I think the Kitchens hire is, like, okay. Yeah, so that's another, that's another um, let's let the quarterback make the decision. Yeah, so my thing is, so why not have Greg Williams be the quarterback and just promote that guy to offensive coordinator or something? Yeah, so um, I I think, and I've heard this take before, that John Dorsey didn't like Greg Williams because he was too much of a head coach, and John Dorsey doesn't really want a head coach. Like, he wants someone he can push around. What? Yeah. Uh, I don't like, know if uh, I like that. So John Dorsey, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, like, but – I used at, to love John Dorsey. But it, yeah, that's... so at, at Kansas City, he basically – they fired him or whatever or had a parting of ways because he was really really cocky like his ego got in the way john dorsey yeah john dorsey is really smart i think he's yeah he's really he's really smart but he's also like his ego gets in the way and i think he like wants to control the coach because he thinks he's smarter than him and he might be but like that's just not the gm's job so he hired kitchens because he knows he can push him around and at the same time like kitchens hasn't been hired to a coordinator position not even a head coaching position, a coordinator position. He hasn't been hired. Well, that's why I think that's why I think it's like hard to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like because at the end of the day, you got to stand up in front of fifty-three guys and get them ready to play a football game. Yeah, like you can't just talk to Baker Mayfield on the sideline and expect like the whole team to just yeah, you know, it, it magically fix itself. I, so I don't yeah. know. That's that's one of the like the really iffy ones. It's like very unproven. I think it could work though. I don't know enough about the guy, you know, but I think it could work. Have you seen the stat change from when? Uh, oh, I've seen all the stuff about when after. Uh, yeah, after Haley left and Kitchens came in, like Baker Mayfield's well, completion Haley, percentage well, raised Haley by like fifteen is not points. That good, and neither and Hugh Jackson also left then. So it's like right. you're getting the worst head coach off a team. It's like how much of it was just them leaving, and how much was it these guys actually being really good? Well. Or did, I think it, did that just bring him back to the mean? Yeah, maybe. But I think a lot of it uh, 
was apparently that like some pretty like good chemistry. I mean, like obviously Baker liked him. Well, yeah, if you're gonna, yeah, they wouldn't have hired him he, if Baker didn't like him. Right. So, like, if you're gonna spend a first round, I mean, a number one pick on Baker Mayfield, you might as well let him pick the coach. Yeah. Too. You know, at that point, it's like I'm with you've you. invested. So I think much. that one could be a good hire. I just don't know enough about the guy. Yeah, he's just and very. He doesn't I mean, have very much like he doesn't have very much like experience as a coach or a coordinator, so it's hard to make a call. Um. I feel like he needs a uh, other good coaches around him. Yeah. What do you think about and LaFleur? I don't know. I don't even know who that guy is. Like, and I feel like <laughs> he a had a Bud Light line with Sean McVay. I mean, yeah, honestly, like, um, I feel like a lot of people are on my boat. Like, no one really knows who he is. Well, he's he co- he was the like quarterbacks coach or the tight ends coach or the wide receivers coach or some shit like that. When uh, Sean McVay was the quarterbacks coach, yeah, so they call him a, a Sean McVay um, like disciple. Disciple, yeah. but he's not so, really. <laughs> and like, why does Sean McVay have disciples? He's like thirty-two. Yeah, like and, I get, I get Andy Reid having disciples or Bill Belichick, but Sean McVay should not have disciples yet. He hasn't had enough time. Well, to and train dude, people. The Titans' offense got worse with Lafleur at the coordinator position. Yeah, dude, and I don't think Mariota is terrible. I think a good coach could make him good, just like a good coach made Jared, Jared Goff way better. I don't know, dude. I don't know how good Mariota is. But he made him worse instead of any work close to yeah. even average or better. Or You know, it's like – I so – and I like – so I heard this on uh, Colin's podcast, uh, The Herd. He said that he has a source that says LaFleur, like people, what people say about LaFleur is he's really smart and knowledgeable, but they question his leadership skills and they question his ability to get up and motivate the room in a team meeting. And that's just like, unless you are literally Sean McVay or not even Sean McVay, unless you are like, the best offensive coordinator in the league, it doesn't make sense to hire a guy that has those type of doubts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Like, did they just hire him because he's going to be good with Aaron Rodgers? And is he even going to be good with Aaron Rodgers? It's like the Browns. Like, are you thinking about the rest of the team? My thing is, like, I don't know. If you're, okay. you're going to go of, after at, a like, – No, keep, yeah, keep going. Why, does the North, why did the Northwestern coach not get hired? I don't think you want to delete or Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah, I don't. Or they were thinking about if you're going to fire Mike Iowa McCarthy, guy too. is your guy really Matt Lafleur? That's what I'm saying. Like, if anything, get a good offensive coordinator and then hire the Bears D coordinator or the Ravens D coordinator, or hell, even the fucking Cowboys D coordinator. Yeah. Someone. I mean. Yeah, like, I'm. I'm. You. I'm. I'm. Surprised that the Ravens' uh, defensive coordinator hasn't been, dude. No one more sought after. That. Yeah, but it, he also might be in for maybe the Dolphins' job. Or like, what the hell happened with Josh McDaniels? He like interviewed. Belichick he, has him under a spell. I think he thinks he's going to be the next Patriots head coach, and so he's just staying. Yeah, I think so too. And that might be a craft thing. Craft might be promising that, but. They've got I a think, handshake, wink, uh, wink deal. I, yeah, I could be wrong, but I think he interviewed with Green Bay and then said, I'm not interviewing anymore. See, my thing is, like, is there really a better situation? Like, 
I get trying to stay for the past job if you thought Belichick was going to leave when Brady's still there. But is there a better – like, are you sure you don't want to take a job with Aaron Rodgers? Like, by the time Belichick retires, there might not be any good players left on the Patriots. No doubt. And can we go back? The Colts Their team been is perfect. already not very good. The Colts would have been perfect. Why did you yeah. turn down the Colts? You had Andrew now Luck. Frank Reich looks like an amazing coach. And I think he might be. Like, I don't, he might be better than Josh McDaniels. Yeah, who knows? I mean, he did beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, you know, like head-to-head offensive coordinators. But, dude, you're inheriting Andrew Luck with, like, actually a GM who knows what he's doing, who can get some offensive line in there and, like, hire a good – I mean, uh, draft a good running back and then put some defensive – like, what? You're going to give that up for a washed-up Brady on the chance that Bill Belichick retires in the next five years and get to cut the Patriots. Yeah, I don't know. He's probably pretty high paid, but still. All right, so, now let's get to the most interesting one. Yeah. Big 12's very own. Yeah. Cliff King's very to the cards. God, this I could has not to, believe this. This has to be the worst. I could not believe this. What? what? <laughs> I, I'm speechless, really. I don't really know. I could not believe it. His alma mater fired him after. A losing record. He had a losing he I think he only won like three games in the Big Twelve against <laughs> ranked Big Twelve teams. Three games in his coaching career at Texas Tech. Won three games against ranked Big Twelve teams. Yeah, that's just not very good. And it's his alma mater and they fired him. And then that he goes doesn't to, make me think he can go beat the uh, Seahawks at home. And then why why take the USC job? Dude, he reminds me of uh, – he reminds me of, of like, Lane Kiffin, another coach that just, like, took poor jobs to move – or not poor jobs. He did a very poor job, and it made him get hired at better places. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Lane Kiffin went 4-12 and 12 with – like, a total of 5-15 and 15 with the Oakland Raiders – and then gets hired by an SEC team as their head coach. And then he goes 7-6 and six with the Tennessee Volunteers and loses his bowl game. And then gets hired by, the, by USC. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's like, all right, you have a losing record It doesn't at Texas make any Tech. sense. You have a losing record at Texas Tech. And then you – and then, oh, yeah – all right, now you're the most sought-after offensive coordinator ever after having a losing record as a head coach. And then you get hired by the Trojans as their offensive coordinator. And then after you take that, you don't even call a play for them and get hired as the Cardinals head coach. I don't even, did he ever step on campus? <laughs> I'm sure he did for dinner. <laughs> like, did he make a team meeting or, like, anything? I mean. I just, I can't, like, this guy could hardly stand in front of Texas Tech and get him to win games. What makes everyone think – what makes the Cardinals and the Jets think that he can stand in front of 53 people, grown-ass men, and win football games? Well, it's not like he had a good QB at Tech. He only had Mahomes, so. And Baker Mayfield. Yeah, so, yeah, he could definitely turn around like a really young QB who's struggling in the league for sure. Like, I'm not going to say he didn't do a good job with those QBs. Like, they put up good stats. But really, 
Oh my gosh. They did put up good sets. Maybe people just see through the Texas Tech, I don't know, blindfold, and they realize that he's just not – I mean, like he didn't really inherit anything except QBs. His only path to success is if somehow he is like this QB whisperer and he turns around Josh Rosen – they hire a good defensive coordinator because God knows he can't motivate an entire football team. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, if no they way. surround an amazing staff with him and he turns around Josh Rosen, they might win six games next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a positive outlook. <laughs> <laughs> Best case scenario. Yeah. I mean, they're going to – that's why – the thing about drafting Kyler Murray and trading Josh Rosen doesn't seem like that outrageous. Like what if you could trade, dude, I would, what if you could trade Josh Rosen for like a really good defensive player? You're putting Kyler Murray on the chopping block. If you do that, I think, I think Kyler Murray will make it with or without Cliff Kingsbury or anyone. Dude, no, but they're going to be so bad, dude. What if you could trade Josh Rosen for like a defensive player or two like key defensive players? Oh, yeah, and Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the guy they all want to play for. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, in the NFL, you don't really have a choice. It's not like college. Like, all right, let's move you get on traded to the traditional games. All right. I'm done talking about Cliff Kingsbury. I can't believe that he's God. a head coach in the NFL. Is his name Cliff or Kiff? Cliff. I don't even know. But it's with a K. It's with a K. And another... His career is about to fall off a cliff after this. <laughs> My thing is, why did, why did the Cardinals not... Why did... It, they not try to hire him as an offensive coordinator. Like, well, why he, are they in such a hurry? Because I think it's because they made such a uh, was it Steve Wilkes was the last coach. Yeah. So he was. Dude, a that really team really isn't bad. Hire. Good though. Okay, give that guy another chance and let Cliff run the offense. And if the offense is really good, then you fire Steve Wilkes and you promote Cliff Kingsbury. See, that's Easy the thing. That. Is is yeah? It's why. If I'm, if why are I'm you in Cliff such King- a hurry? Yeah, and if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, why would I, like, just willingly take that job when they just fired a coach who had, like, nine months to turn her team around? Yeah, golly. All right. Let's move on to the divisional games. First one, we have Indianapolis at Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas City's minus five in this game. Favored by five, yeah, at home at Arrowhead. So they actually only think it's a two-point. They only think Kansas City's two points better than Indy. Why, do you give them three for just being a home team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Vegas does that for pretty much everyone. Really? Interesting. Vegas is crazy. I don't... What are your thoughts on this game? Okay, so Kansas City has no Kareem Hunt and no defense. This is... They have a, they have a decent offensive line. They still have uh, Tyreek Hill, a.k.a. Cheetah. <laughs> Um, Travis Kelsey and Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Will make dude, how can you not love Tyreek Hill? He's awesome, dude. I think that's like a lot of Patrick Mahomes' success. And I think we talked about this on the last pod. Yeah, we did a little bit. But, dude, that guy is electric. But anyways, they have Cheetah, Travis Kelsey. Um, and Sammy Watkins will make a play every now and then. I don't think they have anything else. And the Colts seem more well-rounded to me. You know how you're like – you're 
a kid and your mom's like, you need to be well-rounded. Like, let's try new things, you know? I feel like yeah. the Colts have is that kid who tried new things and <laughs> went to, like, the chess club and also, like, did a play in high school and then, like, also made grades and also was, like, the star of the soccer team. Yeah. Kansas City is, like, the guy who tries at soccer and, like, maybe makes varsity his junior year, but, like, that's all he does. But, like, from the jump, they just tried to be really good at soccer. Yeah. And, like, di- did only that. Like, didn't try to be well-rounded. They just wanted to, like, play one one kind of game, you know? I feel like Andrew Luck's the well-rounded kid who, like, gets into Harvard. And the other kid, like, struggles to get into the – Yeah. Or Stanford. <laughs> you're right. Or the kid who struggles to get in – like, Kansas City is the kid who struggles to get into community college down the street because – And then they end up at Tech. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> That was a great oh, analogy. <laughs> it's like Stanford versus Tech. So my my only my, I, I think with this game, someone always comes out of the divisional game or comes into the divisional games. One of those teams of the bye comes out a little rusty. Yeah, and I think it could be Kansas City. I think so too. Not everyone is like rested and crisp like you would think they would be. Yeah, I mean a- they still have no cream hunt, like you said. They, Mahomes has never played in a playoff game, but I, I do trust Mahomes a little bit. But I trust Andrew Luck a little bit more. Yeah. And then I think that the Colts' defense is better, way better. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think if you look back all the way to 2009, there's only been so th- this week. I'm going to throw some stats out. Ready? Let's hear it. So this is the first time in uh, I saw a stat on Twitter today. Every four – the four underdogs are all favored against the spread. Does that make sense? So the four underdogs, I guess, have more people picking the underdog in every single game. The majority is picking the underdog against the spread in every single game. Every single game this weekend? So, like, the public bets. The all the public, public bets, bets are going yes. to the underdog. Yes. Against the spread. Also, wow. every single – home team is favored by four plus last week only one team was favored by four plus dang so that's number two and since 2009 only one year has every favorite one and that's 2015 every other so that's that's almost one of the wild card teams wins the game wins and that's almost that's almost a decade Majority of the year, majority of those years, it's two teams win. I think okay. Indy could be one of those teams. They're not the team I'm most confident, or they're no. not. The, but I'm gonna put. I'm probably gonna bet Indy money line. Yeah, I think they'll win the game. I like the under in this game too. I like the over. You like the over? Yeah, I think it's gonna be kind of high scoring, dude. Indianapolis, Indianapolis doesn't score that many points, and their defense is going to stop Kansas City from scoring 30 or 40, whatever they their average is. We'll see. What's the, Isn't the over over under like 50? Yeah, it's somewhere in the 50s. 52, 53, something like that. I'm going to have Andy look it up. Yeah, have Andy look it up. Um, I think it's five is way too much. Half. Yeah, man, actually, I don't know. I probably won't touch the over under. But yeah. I, do, I do like Andy Moneyline here. I think this is an. I'm excited to watch this game. Yeah, I think it's go. It's gonna look like, it's gonna look like schoolyard recess football versus like 
uh, football where like guys play in like tuxedos and they're all like buttoned up and like everything's proper, you know. So you it's think gonna be the Colts are going to be a little bit more polished, and uh, Kansas City is going to be trying to figure out how to play in the playoffs. Oh, for sure, no doubt. Kansas City's like they've been the recess, you know, schoolyard football team the whole year. Yeah, no, look, and, Indi- and Indi- yeah, Indianapolis and Frank Reich has just got them like on a mili- <laughs> military regiment. They're eating like kale and I don't know nails for breakfast. Yeah. All right. What about? Uh, <laughs> I'm excited about the next game. Yeah, so My hometown Dallas Cowboys and your hometown, even though you hate the Cowboys, I just I think I don't think they're real. You know, so I Dallas, actually, Dallas, I think LA, they're unreal. Rams favored by seven. Give me your thoughts. Oh my god, seven is way too many points in the NFL. First of all, second of all, if there's one team I think out of all these four that, like you said, are not going to come out hot and ready to play and crisp, it's going to be the LA Rams. So you're with me on Cowboys, huh? You think the Cowboys can win this game? Yeah, I okay, think they can. Okay, me too. This is my favorite one. And yeah. I'm going to drop, drop a stat. Jared Goff okay. is 28th quarterback in the league against pressure. Dak is number three. Against pressure? Again, when they get pressured in the pocket. How can that be? Dak gets sacked all the time. Yeah, no, it's, it's like it's uh, passer rating. He fumbles a lot. It's passer rating. Passer rating against pressure. Dak's number three. Why I like that is because, one, the Dallas offensive line is finally playing good. So I, I don't think the sacking and fumbling is going to come into that much play. But he could still get pressured. And, uh, and with Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue and Dante Fowler, that's kind of the Rams game is yeah. to get pressure. And Dak's good against pressure. Also, on our side, we got Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory – Leighton Vanderash, Jalen Smith, like we get pressure too. And Jared Goff is 28th in the league against pressure. So what are the Rams going to do? They're going to try to run the ball, get our pass rushers out of the game. But we have the best front seven in the league. And what are we going to try to do? We're going to try to run the ball because the Rams are 23rd against the run this year. The Seahawks were 16th against the run. And Zeke ran for 160. That's fire. Fire stats right there. Like Zeke's gonna run. Zeke's gonna run for. Zeke's gonna, probably gonna run for over 100 yards. And you told me last week when Zeke runs for 100 yards, the Cowboys usually win. Yeah. I think like we're gonna run, be able to run the ball effectively. I don't think they will. And I think we can get pressure on Goff. I think we're going to the NFC Championship game. This is my bet of the week: Cowboys money line. Dang. I just talked myself into it more than I had <laughs> before the podcast. I could be. I could feel you talking yourself into it that whole time. Uh, but I, man, it never works out <laughs> when I talk myself into it. We'll Dude, see. the thing, the thing is, I the one thing that's going to screw it up, and you said this about the Eagles last week. The one thing that's going to screw it up is Todd Gurley. I think I think Todd Gurley could account for fourteen points of that seven by himself. Like one player could change the game by fourteen points at any given time, but I think that's Todd Gurley, and that could screw every, that could screw everything up. I just sneezed, but I still think that. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for the info. You're welcome. The, uh, bless you. I, don't know. I forgot I, to say bless you. Bless you. I also don't think that the Rams win this game close. I think if this is a close game, I think the Cowboys win. <laughs> I, could, I could see the Rams winning by a field goal. Man, I just don't think so. I think seven the Cowboys point, are seven, more clutch. Isn't the average 
isn't the average difference in the NFL like three or four points usually? Yeah. Like seven they're... points in the NFL is just giving way too much. Vegas is like they're on heroin or something this week. <laughs> I don't know. I think they really like the favorites this week. I don't like I can't I can't understand why you're giving the Rams seven points against Dallas when they played so well against the Seahawks. Maybe they think that the Dallas isn't real just like you. I mean, I I can understand that. And the the re, it might be Todd it might be Todd Gurley. Dude, it's definitely be, not Todd Gurley. Dude, I think he's a game changer. If anything, he, it's the McVay. It's it's the but also, dude, the Rams are at home and the Cowboys are gonna have more fans there than the Rams. The Rams are at home? Yeah, but the Rams don't have any fans yet. And yeah. the Cowboys are America's team. They're all at the Chargers game. Well, the Chargers played a lot. <laughs> no one God. no one goes to the Chargers games either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like seven points in the NFL. Yeah. I, I, I don't like, like I don't like seven points in college, really. I like Dallas in that game. But uh what do you think of Chargers Patriots? I don't like I so I'll disagree with you. I would take Dallas against the spread, not money line. Give me a seven point cushion with Dallas. I don't trust him that much. Yeah, I think I trust Dak a little bit more than you. And I mean, maybe it's just my ultra trust in Todd Gurley. I think he can change a game, dude. Dude, like I, I don't think because because you'd I'd have to see it to see a running back change. The like, game. is he he's the kind of running back that can like make your front seven <laughs> irrelevant because he could just get out and do these little uh, these little three yard four yard slants and just Jared Goff could throw to him all day and he just runs outside. Dude. And then you're like, dude, how do you even stop that? Like, that's all he does. And he didn't play the last two games of the season. I think he's going to be really fresh. And he's going to come out in this game knowing that he is playing as EQ Elliott for, like, basically top running back in the league. And I think he's going to come out hot. I like Zeke in that matchup. That's an interesting game. So, um, I have some stats for you. Threw some out uh, for the last game. So, I mean, so obviously I'm going to be like a New England stat junkie because I picked. We have a $50 bet that New England's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, and you think the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl. So, I'm going to be Pats all the way. Um, did hear a stat. Pats are 97-8. and eight. That is 97 wins and 8 losses when they score first. Uh, they're 13-2 and two in the postseason. Um, so, scoring first. I think they've had two weeks off and opposite of the Rams, they're going to be crisp and fast and rested. They're going to be Bill Belichick ready, just almost like uh, Nick Saban, the Alabama team, except any time but this year, um, just ready to play. So they'll score first, and then, I mean, I like my odds there at 97-8 and eight and 13-2. and two. Um, So the Chargers just traveled across the country to play at Baltimore. Am I right on that? Yes. Okay. And – this next game in Boston at Gillette, they couldn't have traveled further for a game. I like that one. I think that's jet, a good stat. Jet lag for sure, dude. They didn't even – they. I think they ran out of, like, meals on the plane too. So they're going to be malnourished <laughs> and have and have jet lag. And who knows? Like, Phil Rivers, he's kind of a crazy trash talker. He might have snuck a bottle of wine, you know, like the, the flight attendant came by and he's like, yeah, give me, like, the full bottle or like whatever you have in the, in the red. How blend. else is he going to go back to nine kids, you know? Yeah. And so he's going to be like, he's gonna be a little hung over. Dude, he's going to be half hung over for the game. And, uh, 
yeah, his trash talk's going to be extra um, trashy because of all the alcohol that's still in his system. So, yeah. like, some of the defensive guys are just going to get real mad and just shove mm-hmm. his face in the dirt. And I, I think it's going to be real ugly. Yeah, I, I like the pat. I like can handle that. Or I like the pats to cover four. I like pats to cover too. Yeah. I think uh, Foxborough two weeks to prepare. New England doesn't lose this game very often. Um, if they're going to lose, it's probably going to be next round. Uh, they just don't lose this game very often. Four point spread too. I think they can cover that. I think For their sure. secondary is pretty good, too. So I think they can stop, like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, stuff like that. I like Pats to cover. Nice, we agree on that. Yeah, I like the under though in this one. I think. What was? <laughs> I, wasn't the over under like forty two? Forty seven. Forty seven. Yeah, I kind of like the under too. I think this game is going to be like Pats twenty four and. God, didn't the Chargers score like 30 points last week, though? Chargers 17. That's, yeah. Bill Bell. like that. Two, two weeks to prepare. All right, Philly, New Orleans, last game. I, it just doesn't even make sense. I don't know. I don't know what Vegas is smoking, dude. Yeah. Goodness. The line makes me think that New Orleans is going to go out and win like 30 to 10. I mean, so there are a lot of people that say Vegas – when you don't, when you don't think that Vegas is right by like a long shot, then it usually means they know something and they are right. Yeah. So it's like if you ever feel like, oh wait, that's really wrong, then yeah. usually you are you are the one that's wrong. Yeah. So, uh, for example, a couple of years ago, Colin Cowherd uh, said that the Bills were only favored. This was when the Bills were terrible. I mean, they've been terrible for a couple of years. They were only favored at the Cardinals back like three years ago when the Cardinals were good by like three points. And he was like, no one thinks that that everyone thinks that Vegas is um, just, you know, they're like, they ruined the line and that they don't even really even know what they're doing. And it turns out like, he was like, just watch this game. Cause like Vegas knows exactly what they're doing. So the bills were dogs by three points and they were terrible. The Cardinals were good that year and the bills ended up winning that game. So stuff like that. It's like, yeah, Vegas knows things. I I'm not gonna touch this game, I don't think. Um, but, and I think New Orleans wins. I think I think both of us probably think New Orleans wins, but I don't want the Fool's magic to end. And dude, Doug, I do you do you think Doug Peterson is very underrated? Uh, I think he's kind of underrated. Yeah. He should be on. He shouldn't be this underrated though, because he took a backup quarterback to win the Super Bowl. I know, but like people still don't give him like the respect. Like, basically, Doug I feel Peterson, like people who know what they're talking about do. He just doesn't get talked about in the national media like super. Yeah, and like he's kind of an older guy. You know, all these people are like all over these young coaches, but like Frank Reich and Doug Peterson are some of the best coaches in the league right now, and they're well. Frank Reich has had one season. Yeah, and no, Doug's had two. So like, yeah. if they keep proving themselves, they'll be there. And yeah, Doug Peterson has been four and zero with Nick Foles in the postseason. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. My only my my worry about this game is the Saints didn't finish this season super well. They only scored ten points against the Cowboys. Drew Brees, like ten games into the season, was an MVP candidate. Like everyone thought he was going to win the MVP. And then the last six weeks, seven weeks, he kind of didn't do that well. Philly has Foles in. Like, 
would you be how shocked would you be if New Orleans just doesn't look that good? They score seventeen and Philly score puts up Nick Foles puts up thirty-five. And I mean you five, can't be shocked, can you? Huh? After everything that happened, I wouldn't last year, be shocked. You, is my you can't be shocked. Yeah. So I don't. I have no idea what to do to this game. So there's no way I'm going to touch it. But yeah, unless I, I get an like inside him, unless Ramon tells me that he's really on New Orleans, then I'm probably going to um, not touch it. Or if he's really on Philly too. God, Just yeah. that, I can see either scenario happening so much. There's got to be some crazy stat out there. That Vegas knows and no one else does. Yeah, man. Uh, dude, I don't know. That game is crazy. Because eight is ridiculous, man. Like, it almost makes me want to bet the Saints. Yeah. All right, what bets so are you ridiculous. for sure making this weekend? So, I'm taking Pats to cover. I think that's a surefire. Um, let's see. I'm taking the Indianapolis-Kansas City under. Okay. For sure. And I might, I might beat the Colts to cover. Um, I don't know that I'll touch the Dallas-LA game. Gotcha. I think I'm going to pick Dallas uh, both against the spread and the money line. And then I the only other thing I'll touch is the Pats to cover. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably touch the Colts, Kansas City under and the, and the Pats to cover. Yeah. I don't – and – I just may right before the game pick New Orleans to win just because. Oh, and I'm picking Chargers New England to uh, be under as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a good bit too. Wow, that was a lot of football. Yeah, so many footballs. God, football is it's gonna be sad when football's gone. Yeah, we're gonna you know? we're gonna have to start talking NBA. Some, God, we're gonna have I... to get brushed up on college basketball. What do you think about um, Antonio Brown? He might leave the Steelers. Yeah, well, he said he's deaf, or the GM said he can't imagine the Steelers with Antonio Brown on the roster next year, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I think he was quite so, I mean, I think he's gone. Where do you think he goes? I don't know. I mean, he wants to win. I don't think he cares about money. Well, he doesn't get a choice. They're going to trade him. Dang, yeah, that's true. Right? I so think you have so. to think about who's going to offer good stuff. How many – How many? do you know anything about his contract? Uh, no, but Andy can look it up real quick. Is he like – I don't know. Is he too much of a diva? Like, Oh, also, he, one more if, thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. If uh, everyone's in love with Sean McVay right now, all the owners, if Sean McVay loses this game, a little Andy Reid comparison maybe? Oh and two in the playoffs, two losses, yeah. two losses. Yeah, I mean I could see that. I heard that the Rams were they didn't want to hire Sean McVay when they hired him because they thought he was too young. They wanted to wait like another yeah, year. Yeah, I heard two. that too. Yeah, but they they knew that if they didn't, someone else would. Yeah, I don't know. There's something to young coaches. I just think it's being overblown. Like, no, to what young coaches do well right now in the NFL. Dude, I feel like Sean McVay has been successful. Yeah, no, Sean McVay is the only one, though. Kyle Shanahan with Garoppolo this year, I think they win 10 games. Is Kyle Shanahan ever been a head coach in the playoffs? No, but, like, he had Garoppolo, dude. Like, look at the coaches in the playoffs right now. I, you or can't, you can't say – you can't, 
John you can't say it. Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Frank yeah. Wright, who's actually old too, Bill O'Brien. The Chargers coach is pretty young. Anthony Lynn's tiny young. Whatever. Jason Garrett, middle-aged. Yeah. Pete Carroll, old. Yeah. Who else is there? Sean McVay, young, obviously. Sean Payton's been a head coach forever, old. Dude, I think that I think if Garoppolo's healthy, then the 49ers are in the conversation of these games that we're talking about. Okay, maybe, but everyone's hiring young coaches, and that would be three of eight in the playoffs, but there's more young coaches than old coaches? You told me that stat earlier. Yeah. I don't, that's what I'm Everyone saying. I think it's overblown. I think just because of Sean McVay, I don't think he Sean but McVay I think, is Sean McVay not because he's young, but because he he is like charismatic as crap, and he runs a locker room and he's a great offensive mind. And yeah, I think all he's his coaches too. look up to him. Yeah, but I think Kyle, I think Kyle Shanahan's in that same boat. Like, give him next year. With the I think Ruffle, Kyle Shanahan's good. good too, but I don't think it if has he wins ten to do wins, with them being young. Like, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator when they made it to the Super Bowl and almost beat the Patriots, and then all of a sudden, when he leaves and they hire Steve Sarkeesian, they're terrible. No, I agree. I think Kyle Shanahan's a really good coach. But I'm just saying, I don't think it has anything to do with them being young. No, I get that. But the trend has a lot to do with them being young. Like, these teams think that they need to hire this young... No, the trend does, yeah. But I I think it's stupid. Yeah, because, like, there's a... Huge difference between Cliff Kingsbury and Sean McVay, <laughs> yeah, and and, and the Cardinals don't, apparent. and Cardinals don't think there is apparently. Yeah, man, I have no clue what they're doing, but all right, uh, Antonio Brown contract. He's under contract for the next two seasons, so twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. How much is he making a year? And twenty twenty one. So three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Cap hit is this year it was only 8 mil. Next year it's 22 mil. The next year it's 18 mil and 19 mil. So a lot. So who trades for him, though? I could see maybe the Colts. Yeah. I mean, they have T.Y. Hilton and Inman. Like, they don't really need a receiver. Yeah, but that would kind of put them over the edge. What about the 49ers? I could see the 49ers. Yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah. I think they're or a candidate. Oakland. I don't know if Oakland's going to trade for players or if they're going to try to I don't think – I think draft. Oakland's going to try to build. Yeah. Um, Ravens, no. I uh, mean, maybe the Ravens. Really, only all they have is Crabtree. Yeah, but just like – or I mean, I think they'd be stupid too just because Lamar Jackson can't complete a pass. <laughs> <laughs> Seahawks. Um, I don't think they're the type of team. I don't think they're the type of GM they, that would make that trade. I'd like no, to see yeah, maybe go to the Browns too. Him and Juice. Yeah, I mean, even still, like you have, um, you have a couple good young ones over there at the Browns. Yeah, Callaway that are moving up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what uh, what starts cooking. I'm sure that after the playoffs happen, more teams will start reaching out to him. Green Bay, maybe. Um, maybe he follows Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> yeah, man, that's going to be interesting. Those are two of the best skill position players in the league on the move this summer. So, and uh, and does Kareem Hunt get it? Like, get to play for another team? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. 
but uh, we're running deep about an hour and a half. Yeah, that's that's our time limit. So that was that was good. Sweet. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you to our award-winning fans, yeah. and uh, and uh, thank you to uh, Shvedka. Yes, yes, we're sponsored by Svedka this episode, this fine evening, and we're also sponsored by the Action Network because that's where we get all our uh, betting information. The Action Network is <laughs> Action a pretty Network. cool app. Yeah, this is, and now we're gonna do a uh, a new segment called the Read, where we make up a read on the spot for a sponsor. So yes, you know when you're, you know when you're thinking you want to go out, you want to have a good night. But you can't, you know, you're also trying to stay on a budget. You're trying to go out with your friends and just get some nice quality vodka. Look to Shvedka. <laughs> Look to Shvedka. <laughs> and, you know, just the other night I was having some Shvedka with some buddies. And uh, I think it's from Switzerland. <laughs> made out of pure grain and filtered to perfection. <laughs> How many times distilled? Distilled just an unbelievable <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> unbelievable. They're still counting. How many it's, times it's been distilled? As soon as it, even if it's bottled, it's still being it's distilled. It's currently over being and over. distilled. Yeah, new technology. <laughs> wow. Shvedka. Drink responsibly. Wow. <laughs> All right. This, uh, this podcast was also brought to you by the Action Network. You know how when you're trying to bet a game and you don't know anything about sports. <laughs> uh, so the Action Network will basically give you what's called a sharp report, which means you can just piggyback off of really smart people who have bet games. <laughs> and you bet those same games, like and, then you win, and then you win just as much as they do. Well, it's called some like, conspiracy well. called sharp money or something like that. But uh, anyway... I bet the NBA the other day and went three and one. So I love the Action Network. Um, follow the Sharp Money. They have a Sharp Report. Um, they have a subscription service. Uh, we're hoping they give it to us for free. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, yeah. So uh, seven million listeners. Yes. So anyone out there with um, student loan debt um, who needs to make bail, uh, if you want to win some good money, some solid surefire bets. Download the Action Network podcast. And anyone today. that works for the Action Network, um, just go ahead and uh, let them know that we're looking for a free uh, free subscription. Cool. Yes. Uh, type in code um, biggest fan in the promo box, and you'll get one month free. Type in make Andy Reid disappear. Type in uh, Cody Parkey needs to be fired. <laughs> All right. I'm hanging up. <laughs> See you guys. See you. <laughs>